If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Hey, what's up, folks? Uh, My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dad podcast. I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to tune in this week. I'm really excited about uh, this week's pod because my friend Peter Morley uh, is on the show, and he is here to talk about uh, healthcare. Peter, if you don't know who Peter is, he is um, a very prominent, very active healthcare advocate. He has testified before Congress uh, multiple times. He has uh, made many, many trips to D.C. where he meets with senators and congressmen, and he is fighting to protect our care. Currently, the uh, Trump administration is in court trying to dismantle the ACA. They want to remove protections for pre-existing conditions. And Peter is actively fighting to stop it. He, like I said, he's a hero to me. Peter has beat cancer. He lives in chronic pain. He has a lot of other health conditions that could be very limiting to him. And yet he continues to fight. He fights for everyone. And and I mean, I'm just blown away by him as a person. Um, He is an amazing human being. And I, I really, I really want you guys to pay attention to what he has to say. I know that a lot of times we can feel like, you know, what, what's happening in the government doesn't apply to us. Uh, but if the ACA is dismantled and we lose protections for preexisting conditions, uh, what do you think happens to insurance for our kids? Autism is a preexisting condition. And a lot of the things that qualify as special needs are preexisting conditions. And I know personally, if, if my kids lost coverage, there is no way that I could, I could cover their medical expenses. My, my oldest son alone uh, receives IVIG twice a week. He has a lot of rare uh, health conditions. And if he lost medical coverage, there is no way that I could afford 
his IVIG infusions alone. There, there's just no way. And, and, and Peter is, is somebody who is actively fighting to protect people like my kids and, and people like you and your kids and, and people like me. So I want you guys to hear what he has to say. This does apply to us. We need to pay attention. Our vote matters. Uh, Peter will be on right after this commercial break. So please stay tuned. This is really, really important that you guys listen to this. Uh, we'll be right back. The Autism Dead is brought to you by Mightier. Mightier is an amazing program out of Harvard Medical and Boston Children's that utilizes video games in a wrist strap heart rate monitor to teach your kids to emotionally self-regulate. So if you are an autism parent like I am, that means fewer meltdowns. Fewer meltdowns means reduced parental stress and improved quality of life for your entire family. Uh, I've been using it with my son for over a year. It's absolutely fantastic. The games are fun. They're engaging. He loves it. Uh, doesn't even realize that he's learning while he's doing it. And then he naturally applies it to the rest of his life. It's basically biofeedback for kids. So it does work for any child. Uh, but due to the nature of, of autism, kids on the spectrum tend to have a more difficult time with emotional self-regulation. And so Mightier has a, has a very profound impact on that. So if you want more information, including how to get a free 30-day trial, visit theautismdad.com forward slash Mightier. That's theautismdad.com forward slash Mightier. Uh, and we're back. And as I said in the intro, um, Peter's here today to to talk to us about uh, healthcare and his advocacy to protect healthcare for all Americans. Uh, I've known Peter for a little while, and and I've told him this a couple of times, but but he's a personal hero uh, of mine because um, everything that he does is is so important and it's so selfless and. I want to call attention uh, to what he's doing, and I want people to realize, especially in the autism special needs community, that uh, that we have a stake in this. Uh, so, so Peter, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on the show. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to uh, speak with you. And uh, yes, I. Um, I was healthy most of my life, and in 2007, I had an accident that required uh, several uh, spinal surgeries, and unfortunately, they all had failed, and uh, I was going to have a re rehabilitative surgery uh, to make another attempt to fix my spine, so to speak. And I had an incidental finding of uh, kidney cancer. So I was thrust into uh, that. Uh, you know, I, I ended up losing part of my right kidney and survived. Uh, and I didn't realize at the time how, how deadly kidney cancer is. Um, but I'm fortunately in remission. And then I uh, was diagnosed with lupus. Uh, which is is a chronic illness um, in which your uh, in which your uh, body basically fights itself and attacks your healthy cells. Um, and I've I've also had uh, two neurosurgeries. I've had uh, benign pituitary tumors that have wrecked havoc on me. 
And uh, so I've had two brain surgeries. Um, and, you know, I've survived. I've had uh, 10 surgeries in 13 years. And it, it's, it really changes you as a person, you know, um, being a healthy person, relatively healthy and until, you know, 2007. And then, you know, for the last 13 years, trying to deal with my own chronic illness. So in 2016, when President Trump was elected, uh, my first thought was, you know, as somebody uh, who is disabled and, and depends on healthcare, I was terrified because he had spoken about a great deal on his campaign, how he was going to repeal healthcare. And, you know, a lot of people think that the, the uh, ACA, or some people know it as Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, is just in the marketplace when it is a policy that affects uh, people uh, who get their health care through Medicaid. And in your community, that could mean um, people who are on the uh, Children's Health Insurance Program, otherwise known as CHIP. It's called several things in different states mm -hmm. or through or Medicaid because uh, Medicaid expansion uh had helped uh, people through the ACA as well. Uh, Medicare, people on Medicare, uh, you know, people who are on uh, disability, they get their health insurance through Medicare or Medicaid. So uh, there are adult children who are, uh, can be protected under their parents' plan until they're uh, uh, 26. So the ACA is not just the marketplace. And that has been my uh, advocacy that I've done in Washington. I've made 30 trips since July 2017 to Washington. And it, it isn't easy for me to travel as somebody with chronic illness, but it is important. Uh, I have shared uh, thousands of healthcare stories. I've testified three times before three different committees before Congress. And my message has always been to enhance and expand the Affordable Care Act. And that is the road that will lead us to universal health care. And that has been the majority of my work with, with Congress. And I uh, hope that sums up basically who I am and what I've done. That's a lot to sum up. You, yes. You know, it's, it's, you know, just, just since I've connected with you, um, I, I'm just always amazed with, with just how much you accomplish, uh, for anybody to accomplish. It, it's, it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, I always see your videos on, on Twitter where you're talking to either a congressman or a senator and, 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 um, trying to educate, uh, people. And, and I think that's really, really important. Have you, what kind of have, uh, feedback, uh, have you gotten from, you know, members of Congress or, or the Senate? Are, are they, um, receptive? Do they, do they, uh, agree with, you know, what you're trying to do? Yes. I've gotten an incredible amount of support. Uh, I think that, 
what, you know, since I meet with a lot of um, members outside of, you know, I live in New York and I, I meet my congresswoman, Carolyn Maloney, and then my two state, state um, U.S. Uh, state senators are uh, Senator Gillibrand and, and, and Senate Minority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet with senators all over the country and uh, House members all over the country. And yes, I think their message is 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 very clear that uh, the Democratic members I've met with, because I do meet with Republican and uh, Democratic offices, the Democratic members, and uh, they they definitely are are behind uh, you know protecting our care. Uh, you know, exactly what I said before, you know, enhancing, expanding the Affordable Care Act. You know, the Republican offices, uh, they want us to show them the data. And this is what I tell people. It doesn't matter whether you live in a Democratic or Republican state, because your voice counts either way. Mm-hmm. When you when you connect with them if you just make a call to them and said like let's say if you live in a republican state and you call your house member and say i just you don't even have to tell your your whole story you don't even have to say why it's it's helpful if you do but it's it's okay if you don't because your call will be logged the same way so if you just call your republican member of congress and said i want you know congressman whoever to uh protect our care mm-hmm. uh protect our health care that's all you have to say and it will be logged as a call as a concern about health care and that's all you have to say it really takes like a like a few minutes um but yes in answer to your question they are they are they've been they've gone out of their way to uh make digital content with me to make sure that not only their states or their districts, depending on, on who the members are, but the whole United States are aware of their efforts and the efforts of other members of Congress to protect our care. So what I guess what people need to understand is, is when the Trump administration um, wants to do away with the Affordable Care Act, a, they don't seem to have anything to replace it with. And I don't know – There, I don't think there's a positive motive behind what they're doing. Um, is there – how are they trying to justify that? You know, um, I, that question, I, I – you know, I, I don't think there is any justification for, you know, that what the Affordable Care Act also did was it protected, you know, uh, we used to say 130 million, but you know, the number's been changed to 135 million people with uh, pre-existing conditions. Now, you know, the Affordable Care Act's only been enacted. I mean, it was passed, you know, almost 10 years ago, but it's only been enacted for five years. And we've spent almost four years or three years, sorry, rather um, fighting it. So three out of the five years. So when I say protections, I mean, 
you know, an insurance company can't uh, discriminate against you for having a pre-existing condition. And that means like for anything and in your community would be autism. Mm -hmm. So there is no justification for doing this. In in my opinion, this is my own personal opinion. It's, it's, it's cruel. It's actually monstrous. I've said because uh, dismantling it would just cause so much harm uh, you know, immediately over 20 million people would lose their, their healthcare people that who, who've had the access, uh, under the, uh, through the marketplace mm-hmm. under the affordable care act. And again, the, if there, if you have a lapse of coverage, you're exposed to the preexisting conditions. Um, uh, you won't have those preexisting conditions protections you know, they first tried to repeal it through Congress. And when they couldn't do that, they're doing it through the Supreme Court, a group of or coalition of 20 uh, Republican attorneys general are trying to uh, go through the uh, court system, the federal court system. And we have a coalition of 21 attorneys general fighting them because uh, the Trump administration instructed the Department of Justice, or actually Trump just instructed the Department of Justice, not to defend the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. And, you know, this battle is going on. And currently, um, uh, I spoke actually with the head of the, the Democratic coalition, uh, Javier Becerra, last week. And I interviewed him, and he told me specifically that he's optimistic that this will be heard in in the Supreme Court. But, you know, I'm here to talk to you today because I want to bring awareness to that, you know, because we don't hear about this case a lot. So a lot of people have no idea that it's going on and have no idea how they are at such grave risk if this if the Affordable Care Act is is destroyed and dismantled. Roughly how many people, um, I guess, rely on the Affordable Care Act currently? Uh, indirectly or directly, I mean, at least 135 million. Okay. I mean, and probably more, uh, but just for the pre-existing conditions protections, um, you know, millions who get their health insurance through Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, a- again, like over 20 million who are able to access it through the through the marketplace um, when they weren't able to afford health care in the past, they would all lose their insurance. And, you know, there are employers that, that, that utilize the marketplace as well. So people think it's not, it's, it's only, you know, for people, you know, or contract workers or whatever, but it actually goes through your employment as well. And there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of people, especially like in your community that, um, utilize Medicaid to cover costs that aren't, covered by you know in the medically fragile community mm-hmm. uh they there are the medicaid helps pay for some of those costs that uh private insurance doesn't so that is 
that is, you know, they're, they're the, the, and on top of that, you know, the, the administration is looking to institute these, um, these uh, Medicaid block grants. I was just going to ask you about that. Yes, yes. And uh, basically, it's, if you remember the Graham Cassidy uh, proposed a bill a few years ago that came out right after the um, the first effort. Fortunately, the Graham Cassidy never got brought to the floor on a for a vote. Uh, it depended on those block grants um, to basically it the money. You know the the way that Medicaid works is the the federal government gives the state the, each state like you know money for Medicaid and then the states determine. You know, uh, well, the state, you know, doles out Medicaid, but the block grants would allow the states to determine, like, who gets it and who doesn't. They would limit the amount of money that they would give each state. So it basically determining who lives, who dies. I mean, to say it so cruelly, but that's that's really what would happen. The Autism Debt is brought to you by Probably Genetic. Uh, if you've followed our story at all over the last decade or so, you know that my oldest son, uh, Gavin, um, has a lot of very rare uh, medical conditions. We have been searching for answers over the last about 15 years in order to try and find out you know, what the root cause of all of his ailments were. Along the way, he was diagnosed with childhood disintegrative disorder, which is a very rare form of regressive autism, uh, epilepsy, common variable immunodeficiency, which means he's basically lost his immune system, uh, Euler's-Danlos, and an extremely rare autonomic disorder that has almost killed him on more than one occasion. The only test that hasn't been done was a test that would, would sequence my, my son's genes. And unfortunately, in our current healthcare system, this kind of genetic test has an extremely long waiting period, uh, upwards of a year. It's, it's most often not covered by insurance, and the costs are, are astronomical. Uh, it can reach upwards of $10,000, and that, that makes this type of desperately needed test inaccessible to families like mine. Thankfully, there is hope. Uh, Probably Genetic is helping me to find the answers to the questions that have long gone unanswered. Uh, Probably Genetic specializes in identifying rare genetic diseases that often go undiagnosed, especially in children already diagnosed with autism, like my son. Uh, they're on a mission to make full genetic sequencing accessible to those who need it the most. They significantly reduce the cost and drastically reduce the wait time. Uh, if you have already had whole exome or whole genome sequencing done and you didn't uh, get an answer, uh, they can reanalyze your existing data. If you don't have access to the data, uh, they'll help you get it from uh, your lab free of charge. So if you're one of the countless people out there in need of genetic testing, visit probablygenetic.com. Uh, you can use the code theautismdad400 at checkout and save $400 off of the genetic testing. So that's probablygenetic.com and use the code theautismdad400 to save $400. Just so that people understand the gravity of this, if if they succeed in dismantling the ACA, 130 plus million people will immediately lose their coverage, right? 
well, 20, tw- over 20 million would, they would lose oh, the, the, the pre-existing uh, condition protections, right? The protections, they would lose that, but, but there are over 20 million people. Yes, they would lose their coverage. Yes. And then, so those people wake up one morning, let's say like my son, uh, my oldest is, uh, he's, he's just turned 20, which I would say makes me feel so old. Um, he has, he has a whole slew of, of health conditions and he, he was very healthy until I think it was about 11 or 12, maybe 13. And then he was diagnosed with epilepsy. He was diagnosed with uh, CVID, which is a common variable immunodeficiency. So he lost his immune system, um, a very rare autonomic uh, disorder where his body goes into crisis and his brain just sort of stops controlling um, vital autonomic functions in his body. There's no cure for it. There's, there's no real treatment besides sort of palliative uh, supportive care when it happens. And, you know, he needs, uh, he needs IVIG infusions twice a week, uh, at home just to have an immune system so that he can fight off the things that everybody else, um, can, can, you know, fight off naturally. And and if he were to lose his coverage, I can't even begin to tell you how I would, how I would cover everything. I, I mean, it, it, it's so expensive. I've I've had I've had IVIG um, treatments, and I I know how expensive they are. I empathize and sympathize with you on on hearing this. And, and it's just it's so scary because, you know, I've been aware of. I've been aware of the things going on with the ACA, but I've never. I haven't been politically active, I guess, really until uh, 2016. Right. And I wasn't really aware of just how, how dangerous this is and, until I started following you and, and learned um, f- from, from what you're doing. And, and I think it's so important for my listeners to understand that this isn't just cancer patients. This is all of us. This is everybody. And whether you think you have a stake in it or not, someone you love probably does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. If you're not doing it for yourself, you've got loved ones or you have loved ones with children like mine who who need this coverage to survive. And the idea of somebody just arbitrarily taking it away is I can't even think of a way to describe what that feels like knowing that someone else has control over my son's life. Right. And that that's, yeah. You know, that's that, you know, when you speak to me about, you know, your son and other speaks, other people speak to me about their children um, or if they're caregivers or they speak to me about themselves you know, those are the, those are the things that really drive my advocacy. Those are the things that energize me to be able to make these trips because these trips are hard, difficult. Um, you know, there, I've had up to 17 meetings in a day and it's, it's tough. It's really tough, but it's important because, you know, they need to hear, like, we need to consistently engage with them. Now, you know, to me, political activism starts with voting. 
and voting is crucial because, I mean, you know, I'm a regular voter and I used to take that for granted that everyone was, but everyone isn't. So we can always start there and encourage everyone we know to vote because that does make a difference, especially when you see in some districts that only have like 10% turnout. I mean, that's unacceptable. So that's, that's the first thing we need to change. And the second thing is to share your stories with your members. Share these stories because, first of all, they want to hear them. And second, I mean, these are the stories they bring to the floor. So the other members whose districts or states aren't sharing these stories hears them because they need to hear them too. And that is important. And, you know, third, just, you know, encouraging other people to do that as well because the volume of calls really does matter. I mean, if there are 135 million people with pre-existing conditions, and let's say 0.01% of all those people call, that's still a lot of calls, yeah. you know, that we can make and, and, and flood the, flood the offices. I mean, you know, my job as a, as a patient advocate or, whatever you want to call me uh, I would has say been thank, well thank you I appreciate <laughs> it but you know I it, my job has been to keep you know the AC off the chopping block and unfortunately it's not in the news until it's on the chopping block and usually at that point you know it's it, it, it could be too late so we can't let it get to that point because my first trip to D.C. was during the skinny repeal when they were about to vote on the Senate. And I met with John McCain's office at 515 on that day. And I begged and pleaded them not to do it. And, you know, a lot of people spoke with John McCain and he voted no. And it was because of him that we that we still have the ACA. That was the famous so, thumbs down. This, that's exactly right. And, you know, if, if he didn't do that, I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I would be having a much different conversation. Um, but still he did it and he did it because there were those volume of calls there that, you know, we, we, we can never take healthcare for granted that, that, that they're doing their jobs. We have to, we have to be engaged. I know it's not easy. I, I, it's not easy for me to, to talk about the fact that I have lupus, to talk about the fact that I've had kidney cancer or I've had brain surgeries or that, you know, I struggle to get out of bed every day, but I talk about it because I know when members hear those stories, it resonates with them. It, it, you know, they're not heartless. They hear me. And, it, you know, it just really takes that one story, you know, in, in, in like a GOP district or a Democratic district just to incentivize the member just to do something. So it's really, you could be that one story to make such a huge change or impact 
on millions and millions of people. How do you manage? You say like the trips are difficult, but but I, I imagine that's sort of an understatement. And how do you how do you manage to do all this? Uh, <laughs> a lot of self care, a lot of self care, a lot of um, a lot of rest. Uh, and again, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I, I, if that's a hard question for me to answer because I really don't know, I, I just can only tell you that when I hear, like when I, like when I hear stories, like you shared earlier about your, your, your oldest son, yeah. uh, it really, you know, it, it, it resonates with me and, you know, I, I think about, you know, him losing his health coverage or I think about other people I've known, like Natalie Weaver, who lost yeah. her daughter, Sophia. I mean, I think about things like that. And, you know, those are the things that drive me. So I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't know if I would even call it spiritual. Uh, it's something that it's it's more than just myself um because it's not my the first trip was about myself but the last 29 trips were about everyone who asked me to say peter can you share the story with my member and you know there's 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 so much more than just the aca at risk. I mean, again, we talked about the Medicaid uh, block grants and then mm. there's social security disability that's like has a proposed rule. So it's like, there's so much at stake. It's like, we can't afford to be silent. We can't, we all have to speak out. It's like, we don't, there is no choice in my head, at least, you know, like, and you know, anyone listening to this, you don't have to go to DC. You don't have to, uh, you don't even have to go to a local office, but if you call, make, you know, three calls a week to your two senators and your uh, house representative, and you call them once a week, twice a week, tell them how important healthcare is to you, you know, that would be an incredible I think that's really important that you highlight that because I, I, you know, I sort of feel like the idea of, of approaching a subject like this can be intimidating to some people maybe. Right. And, and they feel like it's so much bigger than them that their, their voice doesn't matter uh, or they can't possibly make a difference. But, you know, spending a couple minutes on the phone, just, just telling them that healthcare matters don't, you know, vote to protect the ACA or vote to protect your health care or um, uh, Social Security or w whatever happens to be on the chopping block at the moment. Right, right. <laughs> because it because then, you know, the more people that call, the more the louder the voice is. And 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 ultimately, these people answer to us and they're supposed to represent us. They're supposed to work for us and they need to know what we need and they need to know what, what we want. And exactly. your voice matters. And, and Peter, man, like, honestly, there, there, I'm so honored to have had you on today. Um, as a father who, uh, 
I guess sometimes <laughs> feels hopeless um, and helpless with, with what my kids are going through. I can't express enough how grateful I am for what you're doing because you're, you're protecting my kids and, and anything that I can do to help further what you're doing to, 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 um, to pull my own weight and, and to make a difference. Uh, I, I will, I will do whatever I can. I, I'm so grateful for everything that you, you do. And, um, I guess, is there, is there anything else that you wanted people to know? Well, like you said, I think you, I, first of all, thank you. That's very beautiful. I, I, I appreciate that so much. Uh, I think like, like you said, I think people shouldn't feel helpless or hopeless because, you, you know, contacting your state or federal policymakers, I find to be empowering. And, you know, for those of you who, you know, don't want to share the personal details of your, you know, your, your, either your story or your children's story, then you can just keep it really simple. But for those of you who want to go further, you can share the personal details of your stories because those, those, again, those are the stories your members will bring to the floor. So anything you can do, all I ask is that you just engage with, uh, with your members of Congress. And by doing that, again, you're, you're really protecting the lives of not only your own family and friends, but the lives of millions and millions of people. And I hope that by hearing what I'm saying, that that empowers you. There, there are lives on the other end of all of this legislation that are impacted. And, um, and I, again, I, I just so grateful for everything that you do. Um, I, you know, if there's anything that I can ever do to, to help in any way, please let me know. And, um, always welcome to come on and, and talk about whatever, um, is, is going on. So if people need to be made aware of, uh, something that's maybe eminent or whatever, um, I, I will help in whatever way, uh, that I can, I'll continue to, uh, share your stuff. I'll have all of your information in the show notes below so that people can follow you and help support what you're doing. Um, I, I really appreciate you, you taking the time to come on the show, man. I, I really do. Um, thank you, Rob. I appreciate everything that you do. And very, very kind of you to say. Thanks, Peter. Bye. Thank you. Uh, before we close things out today, I wanted to take a minute and just uh, say thank you to Peter for taking the time to come on the show and and educate us as to what's happening in our healthcare uh, system right now, what the government is trying to do, um, and and help us to understand the risk that we are all at right now. Um, Peter is is so devoted to to protecting our care. I, I am so grateful. Uh, for everything that he does. Uh, I have said it multiple times in this episode, but I, I, I'm serious. Like he is a total hero to me. 
I, I just, I admire him tremendously. He, he is an absolutely amazing human being. I'm grateful to know him. And, um, I, I'm really thankful that he was willing to take the time and help us to better understand how what's happening currently, uh, with the ACA, uh, how that impacts us as an autism and special needs community. So thank you, Peter. Uh, I really, really, really appreciate your time. Uh, all of his information will be in the show notes below. So you can, you can, uh, follow him on social media, check out his website, um, help support what he's doing, share his tweets, share his messages, um, because he's reporting the facts and it matters guys. So pay attention. Um, as always, uh, you can find me at theautismdead.com. My social links are at the top of the page. Uh, I'm mostly on Twitter, so you can hit me up there. I don't really pay attention to the, uh, the other ones. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast via any one of your favorite podcasting apps. Just do a search for The Autism Dad. Hit the subscribe button. I would really, really appreciate that. If you feel so inclined and you want to support uh, the pod, you can use the link in the description below. It says support this podcast, uh, and you can contribute to uh, to that. So I really do appreciate your time guys. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend and, uh, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strength and connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U dot com, and be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.